Live from the Huntington Hilltop. Viewed from the last homeless free zone in Orange County. In the morning, Nathan Penetration. In the morning, Brian Black. I just got back from Mexico. How was that? So, my... I, I had a lot of misconceptions about Mexico. And I think this this trip to Cabo changed a lot of that. I was kind of anticipating getting kidnapped and beheaded, maybe strung up from a bridge. But I guess I was in the wrong neighborhood for that. The whole Baja area is super nice. Cabo's where the money's at. Puerto Verde used to be like that. Now it's overrun by cartels and shit. Um, I think the general rule in Mexico is the farther west you are, the safer it is. Yeah, that would be that whole Baja region. Yeah. What I didn't realize was how big it was. So when you're in Cabo, all the way at the end of that, that little finger that hangs off of Mexico. Yeah. It's it. It would take you 22 hours to drive to Tijuana, just to be south of the San Diego border. Is that because the roads are all shit? Probably, but it's that far. Yeah, because Cabo's way down on the very tip of that. Yep. It's a two-hour flight just to get back to Tijuana. Huh. Did you drink a lot there? I did, actually. I had that Corona. I sent you a picture of it. I should look it up while I talk about it, but naturally... I don't have it ready. Let As me talk, talk about it for a sec because I got to close my door. Okay. Um, unlike a normal Corona, which I would describe as skunky, which is why they put Corona in a clear glass because it generally uh, complements the flavor to have that skunkiness. And normally beers aren't put in a clear glass because when... Uh, when beer is struck by light, it becomes what is known as light struck, and it releases riboflavins, which give it a skunky ass taste. But with Corona, that's complimentary. The Corona that I had was some type of limited edition, and I would describe it as sweeter and very, basically no skunky ass taste, and it was in a can. Okay. So how would you, um, what beer would you compare it to? Ooh, yeah, that's a good analogy. Okay. Um, I'm going to have to guess. Would it be more like a Bavarian style lager in like the, the flavor profile or would it still be kind of on the lighter side? Like, uh, because to me, like the Mexican beers, I know I've really only had the uh, the ones that are uh, distributed in the U.S., but they all kind of have like a um, macro brew taste, you know, almost like they're made with rice, you know, like that that uh, leaves like that that weird taste on your tongue. You know what I'm talking about? Like if you drink like a Budweiser. I don't know about Budweiser, but are you talking like Bud Light or Coors? No, because I'm talking about like a full flavor American macro brew, like a Budweiser or a regular Coors or a regular Miller. 
they all kind of have like that same mouthfeel and like that that uh, aftertaste, and it's because they use rice in those. And so I don't know how the Mexican macro brews are made because uh, I don't imagine they have a lot of white rice down there. I know they, they didn't they get bought out by InBev. Uh, I think Modelo is still privately owned. Let me see. Modelo is the one that makes all the... They make Modelo, Corona. They do? Yeah. Okay, I do see the word Modelo on here. Modelo. Modelo group. Grupo Modelo. Oh, yeah, they are owned by InBev. Yeah, Anheuser-Busch InBev. Yeah, I am InBev. Yeah. Huh. It was good. Uh, so if I were to draw an analogy, then uh, I'm going to place it in between two beers to kind of give you some context because I, I can't really think of one without describing an ale. And I don't, I'm not certain it was an ale. I'm assuming it's a lager, but it was um, if... I don't know. It'd be like Bitburger or Bass, even though one's an ale and one's a lager. I probably just tasted like Bud Budweiser, but I just haven't had Budweiser in so long that I have no clue what it even tastes like. You broke up there a little bit. There was like a cutout or a delay. Yeah. If it's like Budweiser, I, I have no idea because it, it's been too long since I've had one. Okay. I, I'm yeah I think it's the rice aftertaste that I'm thinking of so whereas like the um the uh macro brews in Europe are like like Heineken and that kind of stuff they kind of have more of a um they're sl slightly hoppier and a little bready like kind of bready although that's kind of more of like a German lager thing the breadiness that's a British thing uh some like munich lagers are kind of bready like vine Steppen is uh for like as far as bavarian lager goes they're they're bready like vine Steppen are original but like you know heineken kind of has like that hoppiness that subtle hoppiness yeah it's kind of more like a pilsner. Like Czech style pilsners have a little bit more hoppy profile to them for a lager. Yeah. I don't know. I need to try a, a domestic Mexican beer. I think you could get so that's Victoria. It. Drinking no, I had a bunch of stuff. I had um, a lot of micheladas, which apparently... At all the hotels, you say michelada, and they always make, uh, they make the lime version of that. So it's lime juice and your beer of your choice, which I always picked Pacifico. And you have to ask for michelada ojo rojo to get the uh, tomato version. Well, clamato version. I'd probably like the lime one. I don't. I hate tomato juice. So well, clamato's. I don't think it really tastes like tomatoes. It's not like V8. That tastes like tomatoes. Clamato is like, isn't it like clam juice? 
I don't know. Uh, I don't drink any of that shit, so you're asking the wrong person. I always just thought Clamato and Michelada were both like tomato flavored. I like tomato infused. Yeah, there's there's some tomato in there. But when you make uh, Michelada without Clamato and you use something like V8, it doesn't taste right. Hmm. Well, V8's a mix. V8's got like other, like it's got carrots and shit in it. And well, that's probably why. Yeah. It's like, I think that's what they call it V8 because I think it's got like eight different kinds of vegetables in it. All right. You want to change topics? Tech stuff? Well, I was going to ask you what, what did you, did you go out like in the water there or what, what did you do primarily down there other than the drink? Uh, the main thing that we were there for was swimming with whale sharks. Was that scary? Kinda. They're fucking huge. Yeah, that sounds terrifying. You're in kind of murky water, so you can only really see about 15 feet. Like, at 15 feet, what you see is a shadow. And you start to see these out of the shadow, or the, the murkiness, like the fog. So out of the murkiness, you see uh, maybe like just shy of like a hundred little fish. Just start swimming toward you and all of a sudden everything behind the little fish gets dark and out of the darkness comes a 35 foot whale shark with his mouth open and it's just slowly working its way toward you and uh before you know it you gotta swim out of the way it makes for some cool footage it's hard to keep up with them though because when I say slow, like if they're swimming five miles an hour, you can only swim two. Right. Unless you got some really strong legs and long fins. Yeah, it still seems creepy. I, uh, yeah. The ocean is like not, especially like just being out in the middle of the ocean floating, it's creepy to me. It is creepy. I'm kind of okay with it. If I think about it too much, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. The ocean's relaxing. If you're like sitting on a board, just riding the waves. Yeah, I like the beach. That's about it. (laughs) Going any farther out than like 50 feet. This is where I start getting more weirded out. Um, did you get any AirPod Pros? No. How do you like their their uh, their use of pluralizing the, I guess the the name, which makes sense because there's two AirPods, versus the title. What do you mean? It kind of reminds me of Attorney General's or Attorneys General. Oh, like AirPods Pro. It doesn't make sense to say AirPod Pros. But Yeah, I, get, I see what you're saying. And there are multiple AirPods. In this case, this definitely makes sense. But saying it feels like I'm saying Attorneys General. Yeah, that's what you're talking about. 
Huh. Does that bother you? It is kind of weird now that I think about it. I didn't, I didn't actually really look at it that way. I just think it's like they shouldn't be using, uh, they shouldn't be so liberal with the pro designation on their products. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't, it's not a pro device. Hey, when are they going to come out with a pro remote for the Apple TV? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. They should have just left the pro designation for the like the like the computer lineup, like the Max. I get it for the iPad too because you can use the iPad as a computer to a certain extent. But like once they started using it on the phones, like I just cuz you get an extra camera lens that doesn't make you a, it doesn't make it a pro device. The thing I like about the way they're using it for the phone, and I guess for the AirPod also, or the AirPods Pro. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about it now. Um, you get an excuse for not buying the iPhone 11 Pro, the like $1,400 phone. Because the way they positioned it before with the iPhone 11, uh, wait, no, the, the 10s and then the 10R, it kind of made you feel like if you're buying the 10R that it is less expensive or maybe somehow inferior. But when they repositioned it with the 11 to say that the iPhone 11 is the normal, the reasonable price, and then the uh, the Pro one is the one that's $1,400. You never seem like you're... Uh, you don't feel like you're missing out on anything and you can't really be perceived as buying some lesser model. Yeah, but I wouldn't call the regular AirPods a lesser model. It's just a completely different set of I wouldn't headphones. say that either, yeah. One is in-ear and one is not and some people don't even like the fact that the AirPod Pros are in-ear. Like the active noise cancellation is great, but some people like being able to hear what's going on while they're wearing their earbuds. Well, I think that's the advantage actually of the the pro. Yeah, because they have the uh, yeah. transparency mode, but which is that, pretty handy. It also uses a lot more battery life with that. Really? Yeah. They, you know, what's funny? They marketed those things. I remember when they first announced them, they they said like the battery life was like ten hours or something. But when they give that that, oh, uh, that. when they give that estimation, it's not with the transparency mode enabled because huh. it requires extra processing power to have that turned on. So with that, I think you you get like five hours or something, like five or six hours. There was a um, like a in depth review. I forgot which site it was, but I was reading it today. Isn't that competitive with the AirPods though? Yeah, it's still competitive, but also the AirPods Pro are significantly bigger. They got bigger batteries in them. My yeah, roommate small. got them. My roommate got them, and I was looking at them the other day, and they're the actual part that goes in your ear is like looks like it's almost twice the size. Oh yeah. Of the. Uh, sorry. Yeah, and that's without the rubber tip on it. That's just like the plastic uh, housing. Uh, they changed up the chip design. Rather than a system, an SOC, 
a system on chip. They went with a system in package, a SIP, which is an encased series of chips. So there's numerous little chips that perform all of the tasks of the noise cancellation and the transparency and the whatever other magic they do where they constantly sample and adapt the processing. Uh, they needed multiple chips for that. For whatever reason, they couldn't house it on the previous H1 setup. So I don't know if they still call this the H1, but uh, by going with a, a SIP versus a SOC, they were somehow able, even though you think it would be more space, not less, uh, they were somehow able to compact everything up into the headphone unit so that uh, the battery didn't need to be, it didn't need to take up as much space, I guess, in the the stem, the little ear antennas. Okay. That's what I heard. I think I was listening to the talk show when they talked about that. I think on their website, there's a breakdown of that little, uh, like, silver package that's inside of there. They, like, decap it, and I think you can see the breakdown of the chips in there. Or maybe that was iFixit. Yeah, it was iFixit. I saw that where they had it all in pieces. It's cool how they even go out of their way to brand the the chip cap inside the headphones, as if anyone's ever going to see that. Yeah. All right. Uh, well. Yeah. Uh, no, that's fine. We can move on. Mm, I haven't checked out any of the Apple TV stuff, the TV Plus content. Yeah, they uh, apparently they signed. Uh, today they renewed all of the shows for uh, season two. The only ones that I've heard that are somewhat interesting are uh, C and uh, the space one. Something, I think it's For All Mankind. Is that it? Yeah. Others seem like they're melodramatic shit geared towards women. For All Mankind is all women. Oh, is it? All, um, I would say about half. I don't actually know because I haven't seen the trailers for one or two of them. Like half of the shows seem like they're activist content. Hmm. It's weird. So, for all mankind, is all women traveling to the moon. Like so replacing uh, the men for some reason. So so it's alternate reality then. It's it's weird. That'll never happen. Uh, yeah. I don't know. C is probably the only the only one that I'll want to watch then. And it's funny because the critics on Rotten Tomatoes don't like it, but the user score is really high. And I think it's it's got like a lot of uh masculine themes in it because it's ultra gory and ultra violent. Is it? I kind of doubt yeah. that. Okay, it's, I'm going to have to see it then. Well, you know what the premise is, right? Yeah, they're blind and inexplicably society reverts to some kind of uh, well, apparently, culture. Yeah, and apparently the fighting is them all like swinging blades and stuff randomly at each other and hacking off their legs and like barbarian shit. 
Speaking of barbarian shit, there was that show that premiered on Adult Swim last month. That new, it's from the uh, creator of Samurai Jack. Yeah, I know what you're talking uh, about. Primal, is that it? It's like a caveman and dinosaurs and stuff. It's like a caveman and his uh, pet T-Rex and they hunt together. Yeah, it's like super bloody and like violent. I knew the animation seems super familiar, and it's because it's Samurai Jack. Yeah, Primal, that's it. Good memory. Here you go. Here's the link if you want to find the show notes. Yeah. So channel Nate link to adultswim.com. Did you see what uh, so-called Apple TV channels there are? No. Because I don't know if you're aware of this. You can subscribe to certain services like HBO through Apple TV versus through the app. Then it's integrated into all your different iOS or Apple devices, all your TV plus devices. Um, So you don't have to deal with the HBO app or their shitty website if you're trying to catch up on an episode. Um, what else? That way you'd also consolidate all your billing. So you'd have HBO, Cinemax, Epics, Stars, a uh, couple others. I mean, I don't pay for any of those services anyway, and I don't really intend to because there's another service that I can't give the name of that I use that has all of them already. Oh, uh, yeah. Um... And they've actually had to change their domain and rename their site once already since I think I first talked about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of HBO, I've been watching the new Watchmen series. And it is full of racial fucking... I mean, it's an alternate reality. So... Like, I don't know if you followed the Watchmen comics at all or saw the movie. No, I didn't. I knew there was a movie. I didn't know there was a TV show. Yeah, well, the, the, the comic and the movie take place in the 80s during the Cold War. Nixon's still president for like 20 years. And uh, there's like this socio-political theme that the whole comic revolves around. And it's basically about like preventing war with Russia. And so anyway, the new series takes place uh in present time but like there were uh like reparations for black people and stuff and uh there's like the neo ku klux klan which is now like these guys that dress up as they wear rorschach masks and uh they start committing all these terror attacks and they hunt down cops. And so the cops to hide their identities now have to wear masks. Anyway, they kind of like made it like this racial themed shit. Um, that sounds terrible. That, yeah. After three episodes, I'm not impressed. I'm kind of disappointed, actually. There are elements of it that are cool, like little things that happen. Because I think it is kind of building towards a greater storyline um but yeah it's it's kind of disappointing so far and uh 
yeah i don't know if you know anybody else that's watched it but most people that i've talked no. to share the same sentiment um yeah that's really the only thing i've been watching lately there's not a whole lot of other like it i mean you're probably like me you're not willing to spend money through a subscription service just to watch a particular show like i think not really that i think like game of thrones was it i think that like that is never going to happen again like where people are going to be subscribing to hbo just to watch that show and i think that's what they're kind of trying to replicate with watchmen but it's just not there it's it doesn't have the same draw i don't know And not a lot of people read the source material either. Like the, the original comic book, like people our age, like millennials, a lot of them don't even know what the fuck it is. Because it came out before they were born. So unless you were into comics, you wouldn't know really what it was about. Yeah. They kind of try to piece together shit in the episode to explain, in the episodes to explain like the backstory. And it's kind of half-assed done. But anyway, we can move on from that. What were you gonna say? Uh, would do you subscribe for Strike Back? It'd be Cinemax. Uh, they have it on that streaming service. I haven't watched any of the new. Like I know that they kept filming it with a new cast, but I haven't watched any of those episodes yet. Oh yeah. So how does that site work? You uh, do you have to you have like, to get invited? You get invited, yeah. and then you give them your uh, your banking information. You give them your credit you card. Send them a picture of your. Your uh, dick and balls and grabbing your ankles, right? <laughs> yeah, they get your rectal print. <laughs> your sphincter print. You scan your, you scan your sphincter. <laughs> uh, then you install a rootkit. Because so you, you got to get your latest no, DivX codec. Okay. It's all HTML5. Huh. Yeah. And I just airplay it to my Apple TV. That's a good solution. It's kind of cool. I mean, they have like a spin the wheel thing too on their site where you can get like a free month. I got I got that once. Got like a free month of credit. You spin a wheel? Yeah. Like they'll you'll sign in every once in a while and they'll have like a thing like, oh, spin a wheel. You can get like seven days for free, two weeks for free, or a month for free. And I got a month. Weird. What kind of sketchy ass billing system do they use? I don't know. My credit card hasn't been compromised though. Not yet. Well, it's credit cards with zero liability. Anything that's sketchy like that, I always use a credit card. I never use my debit card. Did you update to uh, iOS 13.13.2 yet? Yeah. Did you experience the issue where, and I had this actually happen on my iPhone, um, where they fucked something up with the RAM management so that I would have uh, Sirius XM left open. And if I uh, switched apps, it would keep playing music. But if I switched back into the app, it would have to reload the whole UI again. And it was fucking with my CarPlay. Oh, yeah. Because if I was on my phone, like let's say I had it plugged into my car and I had the Sirius XM app open on CarPlay, 
And then I pulled up my phone, switched out of the Sirius XM app to like view a text message or something like that. And then went back to uh, using the CarPlay interface, everything would freeze up. Like in the Sirius XM app in CarPlay. So I'd actually have to go back, re like maximize the Sirius XM app again, wait for all of the content to load in the UI, and then the CarPlay interface would work again. And I didn't really notice that was happening until probably about a week ago. When you read a story about it? Well, no, it wasn't when I read the story about it because I noticed that happened before I read the story. I just thought that maybe it was just some one weird one-off thing. Like, I, remember how it, before when CarPlay was on iOS 12, I was saying how shitty it was because the SiriusXM app would just like, it would just bring up a black screen constantly. So this was different. So I was thinking like maybe it was just something like a bug with the app or whatever. Um, so yeah, that was really the only app that I saw that happen in. I think it did it in the Spotify app once too, because I just signed up for a three month trial of Spotify. Um, cause I, the promo that I was having with Amazon music expired. So yeah, I don't know. Have you but tried Pandora? Uh, Pandora, I didn't like because they didn't have, at least when I used it last, they didn't have a search function and you couldn't just bring up a song that you wanted to deliberately play. It was like something where you had to like, um, have a playlist and you could like follow certain artists and then we create a playlist for you and you could cycle through those songs, but you couldn't actually like just find a song and play it. Maybe they've changed it since then. Yeah. The last time I used it was at least 10 years ago. And I think it was always cheaper for that specific reason. Like you didn't have as much control. I know that their radio was pretty good though. The way it would kind of DJ for you and pick songs that were similar to what you were listening to. Yeah. So far Spotify is pretty good. I think it's better than Amazon music. The interface is a lot better. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me since their whole business relies on you wanting to pay them. And for Amazon, it's just like a value added. It's fool's gold that they give you for subscribing to Prime. Well, you they give you Amazon Music and then Amazon Music Unlimited. Unlimited is what you have to pay extra for on top of your Prime subscription. You just get a discount on, I think it goes from like, uh, $15 a month to like $8.99 a month if you are a Prime member. Really? Yeah. The just basic Prime music is shit. Like it's, as far as I'm concerned, it's like Pandora. It's very basic. Or at least what Pandora used to be. Yeah, I don't have it installed anymore. Huh. I should install it and see what you're talking about. Because I was under the impression you could just pull up any song you wanted. Maybe you can now. But when I when I used Pandora like Sorry, Prime five or six music. years ago. Oh yeah, Prime Music, you have it's limited, the library access, and there's ads. It's basically like what you would get with the free tier of Spotify. You can create like playlists and shuffle them. And there's ads. Yeah, it's, it's no bueno. Prime Music Unlimited is good for the price. Because if you're a Prime member, 
the, the price you get is cheaper than in, if you had Apple Music or Spotify. I just don't like the interface that much. And I think the playback quality isn't as good as Spotify or Apple Music either. That's too bad. Because uh, the Spotify music quality, from what I've heard from random people who have it, didn't sound that great. Certain well, songs really stuck out. Were they paying for the premium or were they just, did they just have the free version? Because the free version, you get a lower quality. I don't know. It, it was paid. It wasn't free. I just don't know what tier it was because I'm pretty sure you can pay for some kind of like super high quality like flack audio or something that was that title service that flopped that was a uh, flack audio the pono music player it looked like a toblerone the, <laughs> the triangular like chocolate bar okay <laughs> toblerone. i think that um, guy was just hoping to be acquired well, title was created by Jay-Z, I think. It was a major flop. So I uh, I royally fucked up my back working out yesterday. Another and, sex uh, swing incident? Yeah. Sex swing with dumbbells. <laughs> Thank God for chiropractors. Feel so much better now. I mean, the the tramadol I took did help too, but what does that do? It's a synthetic opioid painkiller, um, but it's a extended release, so it takes like two hours to onset, and then it kind of releases in waves. So like, it's not all at once. Like if you took a Vicodin where it like work kicks in within an hour and then you, you feel like you're high like this it kind of comes in waves but it's more subtle um you don't really get pronounced euphoria so they're not really as addictive but they last way longer like if i take one of these like i took one today at like 12 so its effects have kind of worn off already but if i had taken one let's say at like 7 p.m tonight i would go to sleep sleep like a baby, and then I would wake up the next day still feeling it. Like, you get residual effects that kind of linger, where you kind of feel just, like, loose. Like, you feel, like, very at ease. It's hard to explain. Well, you just let me know when you need the real black tar shit. No, I don't want to get addicted to this shit. I've still got, like, three or five sixths of the prescription left i just use them when i need them yeah, like smart. i'm not yeah i i totally sympathize with people that get addicted to those because they are addictive but i also see their value because they are literally the only thing that works like tylenol and all that garbage doesn't do anything and it destroys your liver like these really don't have, other than the addiction potential, they don't really have that many neg much of a negative effect on your body if you use them in moderation, like when you actually need them. Like they are, to me, painkillers are like medicine. 
you use them when you need them, they do their job, and you limit it strictly to that. I heard this story about Motrin, I think. Story that I'm seeing here is... That's ibuprofen, like Advil. Okay. And something about cancer. Cancer-causing agents or something. Well, I'll give you liver cancer if you abuse them. Oh, man. I can't Google it. Yeah, all that over-the-counter shit... There is a statistic that I was reading that um, ibuprofen, Advil, NSAIDs, that's what they're called, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, uh, account for 100,000 deaths a year in the United States. More deaths per year than opioids. Yeah. What? Yeah. Because everyone takes them. Yeah, I'm I'm not shitting you. Like everyone takes them because they're over their counter, they think they're safe. You take one or two, they don't do shit. So you take more. And then you're like you people drink with them too and they destroy their liver. They also cause heart disease. Like they have all these other side effects that aren't really uh like yeah if you read the label the fine print you can get an idea of like the comp like the the negative effects they can cause but the they don't have the um they're not addictive and they're not uh like there's no taboo surrounding them so people just oh my back hurts oh my arm hurts oh like i have a headache i'll take two or three tylenol and then if you have a chronic problem and you can't get a prescription for painkillers, you just pop those things like crazy and then you're destroying your body. And so that's why that's there's that many deaths linked to them. What was the word you used? Non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. NSAIDs. Okay. It was 70,237 overdose drugs uh, when it comes to op- opioids. Yeah, it's NSAIDs, more for... It's causes 103,000 hospitalizations and 16,000 deaths. Oh, okay. Maybe I had, the, maybe I had it mixed up then. So 170,000 overdose deaths. Yeah, because if it was the other way around, that'd be staggering. I mean, it's still a really high number, 16,000. 70,000 overdose deaths. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, you're better off taking opiates than that shit. Just if you can control yourself and not take them constantly. There's some weird interaction with certain smoking drugs and some of these NSAIDs. I don't remember which one, but one of the side effects with the right combination of certain anti-smoking drug and certain NSAID, you can lose your taste. You're huh. Like, I got a little backache. I'm trying to quit smoking. The two just happen to coincide. I was trying to quit smoking. Takes a while. 
and you're irritated and you, maybe you just punched a hole in the wall or something and now you're going to take a little Advil or who knows what. And uh, you wake up in the morning and you can't fucking taste your eggs for breakfast no. ever again. So there's more injuries than the hospitalizations on this list. Yeah. So that's a pretty staggering number. I mean, probably the safest one to take would be aspirin. Because, but again, you can overdose on aspirin too. But aspirin um, is not a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug. It's like something completely different. Um, maybe no, I got that wrong. It is an NSAID. But I think aspirin, um, it has like some beneficial properties. Like if you have uh, high blood pressure, it can like lower your blood pressure. Like you can take it uh, in therapeutic doses. Like I don't know if you've seen it at the store. They sell like those aspirin that are like low dose. They're like something really small, like thirty milligram or something. And if you have uh, high blood pressure, you can take those as like a um, preventative medication. It's not for me. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like uh old timey like uh therapeutic uses of radium. <laughs> what was radium again? It's some radioactive substance. It's actually a really bad analogy, but I'm just making fun of it. Alright. That's enough. Bring your wallet dot com slash contact for feedback and suggestions. Brothymix.info slash donate to support the show and share the show. See you next week. Sayonara.